I'm going to have Cheryl Crow in here real soon. Yeah, of course, Mr. Stern. Just really. Cyril Crow's going to ride the Sibian. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he'd done that. He just interviewed her, too. So, like, I wish he was still doing, like, having people ride the Sibian, but no, he, he didn't. God, I would ride the Sibian. I'm eating a pretzel. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're really doing, I'm just, yeah, I'm doing, really doing the come town. Yeah, yeah. It bit. doesn't I'm matter. Yeah. I made jokes about having a tiny Asian wife. Yep. Hey there, big tits. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dog barking. 48 minutes of dog barking. I don't know why I'm searching Giuliani big tits, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a come, come here, big tits. Hey, come, here. <laughs> come here, big tits. Your tits belong to me. Give them to me. I want to claim my tits. I want to claim my tits. I want to claim my tits. These are my tits, Miss Dunphy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, to, I can only imagine that she's saying it in that in that voice. Oh yeah, these breasts belong to me. Nobody else can get near these. Okay, I don't care if they're flirting or they give you business cards. These are mine. You got it, Ugh, Rudy Giuliani. You know what? A classic perk. If I were on this jury, mm. I'd have to see the tits. <laughs> Your Honor, are they really that big? Are they, is, it, is it enough to make a man act up like this? I'm just trying to figure out here. Is this? Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to understand the the reasonableness of this man's actions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Does it, does it uh, you know, rise to the action of like oh, well, being? They are that perky. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I think he's still guilty. <laughs> I think it's just still around. <laughs> and he has to call like an expert witness, so he gets like somebody who works at fucking Hustler magazine and is like, yeah, there's some pretty good tips. Guy. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Here's a. Uh, Joey Campesino, he he uh, he uh, edited our uh, July P issue, right? <laughs> or is that Penthouse that has the P? Uh, I don't know. The only porn I could ever find growing up was like German fat porn. So, oh man, Cherie uh, and We, the the two French Canadian uh, porno magazines, were the ones I would always be fighting. Terrible. Yeah, Cherie uh, at least you know the, the the ladies were cute. But uh, I welcome. I, I always felt like like French or French Canadian porn mags would be called things like the brasier, <laughs> la brasserie, yeah, la brasserie, <laughs> home of the tit, <laughs> home of the tit, and like that's an old and Frank's like, and, like, and like too. the guy who 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 manages like the letters to the editor mm-hmm. is always like like grilling in like the snow <laughs> with like yeah. one of those big like with like a coonskin cap on and he's got like a molson in one hand yeah yeah and he's like i don't know man two chicks at once is always pretty cool i want to turn it down you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> don't be a hoser yeah <laughs> uh well uh brian welcome to 48 minutes of dogs barking uh, part one this week. We part were, one. Uh, part yeah. one of our of our, our personal pain Olympics. We're doing it. We're doing a double header tonight because yeah. I'm going to be out of town. Ass to ass. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm going to Minneapolis. Uh, <laughs> You're uh, going to Minneapolis to see if see how much you can take on the Sibian. <laughs> 
<laughs> Me and Baba Booey are going to ride the Sibian together. Yeah. yeah. This, this is for you, Bob Roya. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's been 10 years, man. 10 years. 10 years. A guy who I did not really like. Right. And then he died. And I was like, oh, God, the people that are taking the vacuum he left are a million times worse. Yeah. And the, I'm really. The devil, I, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob Royer, folks, was a local eccentric type. A crank, if you will. A crank. He was like if Mickey Rooney like listened to chess records and did <laughs> bad speed. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, and he has a show on KHX called Bob Scratchy Records. Oh, God, yeah. Which everyone made, particularly me, made lots of jokes about. And I felt kind of bad because like I dated his niece, who was also an intern at, at KHS. Was she nice at least? She was. I mean, she was great. Okay, I, I, Good. I fumbled that bag. Yeah. But, um, but he was kind of. St. Louis has a, a problem of like kind of uh, blowing people up past like their their real perimeter. Yeah. I think I think we kind of gilded the lily with Bob. I think yeah. we kind of we kind of ruined what made him great. Yeah, per, in a in a way of perception. Um, but I worked a job where we listened to a lot of KHX in 2013 before his death, and so we always listened to Hess's show. What was that called? Uh, Space Parlor? No, um, I'm sorry. Uh, Afternoon Delight. Afternoon Delight. So you would hear like a French band doing like a Black Sabbath cover. Hell yeah. At like the wrong BPM. Oh, you know, just he just had these great obscurities. Uh, Mr. Hess's Mr. Uh, Jeffy. Yeah, he he does our intro song. Uh-huh. By the way, yeah, we He's should our... we should we should always let we should always honor him. Yeah, for but sure. It'd be Afternoon Delight. And then Bob Scratchy Records. And I mean, like, Bob would go on the things about, like, a Long John Silver's on Hampton, <laughs> like, fucking up his order. And, like, I guess just had, like, he just really could get real curmudgeon But in the months before his death, there was a, a different tone to him. And it seemed like wherever he was in his life, he was about to turn a corner. And I don't right. know if that was in a personal way or an artistic way. Um, we'll never know. Uh, what was what was going on there entirely because um, unfortunately 10 years ago today he was moving into a loft apartment downtown as i made to understand that the um the um freight elevator that they were using um wasn't properly lit and bob thought he was walking into the the elevator when in fact it was not at that floor and he fell to his death and uh it fucking sucks like yeah. and to know that some some real like st louis ass motherfuckers in the good way <laughs> were there helping him and they had to see like fucking you know like yeah. probably like uh their uh their roshi their old teacher yeah you know, this guy that was kind of guiding him along and bob was to a lot of musicians of different genres of music different callings a lot of different artists he was a sort of person you it could be a touchstone he was someone that oh, yeah. could could show you the ropes or give you inspiration um you know people he would give instruments away to people you know and you know it'd be, it'd be a cherished part of their ensemble and, oh yeah yeah people would get their photograph taken by him and and frame them and put them in their homes you know because oh, yeah. it was a it was a whole thing but uh, uh yeah it, i mean he was even an influence on other kdhx djs i was working there at the time or volunteering there at the time and uh i definitely could tell a lot of other hosts drew from that well of experience that bob had about 
how to hit the post or like how to do great transitions or just be a complete weirdo on the air. And and he, he always sounded like he was having fun, regardless of what insane stuff he was doing or talking <laughs> about. So uh, <laughs> he got bass amp on there and. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, there, there could be, he'd have some really great guests. He had mm-hmm. the, um, the yeah, bass amp has his the, own show now. What's that? Bass amp has his own oh, yes, show. Yes, now. He yeah. Does. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple. I think he had the guy that wrote the book. I hate myself and I want to die. He had him on there one time. That was a great <laughs> little interview. Yeah, we really lost something special, and I always feel like kind of a, a huge asshole because a few times I did talk to him, I didn't really give him um, the full respect I should have. I kind of regret that for a lot of different reasons, but um, I think. For all the faults of St. Louis, <laughs> the many faults of the music scene, people did really come together oh, yeah. Um, yeah. to memorialize him. And really, uh, we all should be so lucky that we even get like half of that when we go. That's true. <sighs> you want to have fun? Yeah. You, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how, how, so how big are your balls there, <laughs> Well, uh, not as big as this guy, a guy named Kyle Gordon. Um, he has decided to release a, a fake single for a Europop dance band that is not real. Uh, he calls himself DJ Crazy Times. Oh, your, your computer's making all the sounds. So the <laughs> it's a very by-the-numbers uh, 90s, 2000s era Eurobeat song, right? Including the needlessly aggro guy <laughs> talking about bass. Life, it never die. Women are my favorite guy. <laughs> this is, this is like, uh, remind me of like waiting for my first girlfriend to be like done shopping at Gadzooks. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. There's a very specific time and place that that recalls. And yeah, so his character, DJ Crazy Time, uh, he's been doing this for a while, apparently. Uh, yeah, he's, he's well enough known that people are like, oh, this new- is psychic damage. Like this is really uh, in a good way, or I mean both. Like it's yeah. one of those things where like we this is like it's impressive that he really has gotten the cringe and all of the other things about this nailed down in the artistry. Yeah. I'm not so great that he did it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, even even the video, which is where it kind of started, was on TikTok. Was this really like if you've seen a non Barbie girl Aqua video, you've seen this oh, video yeah, or before. like Toy Box or something? Yeah, or um, God, I mean. It, yeah, the Eiffel 65. Like, I mean, you could go through all the different ones, but yeah. Um, so his his alter ego is DJ Crazy Times and a singer who goes by Miss Biljana Electronica. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the song was set to come out on August 22nd, uh, but due to the popularity of the TikTok and whatnot, the release date is getting pushed up a week. So we're going to oh. get that on the fifth. The full version of Planet of the Bass is coming out August 15th. Uh, just... Uh, I think what really gets me about it is that you could have told me that that was a real song that came out. If you just played the music, I'm not, I think the video kind of tells on itself a little bit, mostly because of where it takes place. The video is shot in the Oculus, which is a, a like, I think a mall in New York that's like built on top of ground zero. It's <laughs> fucking weird, <laughs> but uh, that's great. That's, that's, I like that fact a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Trying to find that because uh, when the when the second plane hit, that's when the bass really turned up. 
Well, and one of the lines <laughs> after. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we're going. Are we going are we, now I feel like I have to go home and watch like the crazy frog like nine eleven. Oh no. Oh no. Well, the the line after uh, 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 the after women is my favorite guy is uh, sex. I'm wanting more. Tell the world stop the war. So you know <laughs> the war. What war? Doesn't matter. Um, the concept. Yes, just in general. But yeah, so so Kyle Gordon, highly recommended. That's a uh, pro click for a follow there. Um, now you did Barbenheimer, right? You did, yeah. you did got to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Well, the Japanese did not find that so amusing. This according to at Nick from Tokyo, in an attempt to get Americans to see why Japan finds Barbenheimer offensive, Japanese Twitter has taken to making 9-11 jokes, completely a misunderstanding that Americans love 9-11 jokes. <laughs> so here is the, uh, the Twin Towers in the Barbie uh, photo there. It says, this Barbie is the moment. And then, of course, the next one is a Barbie on the shoulders of Osama bin Laden. And it says, the world forever changes Barbenheimer. I don't know. I think that's a banger right there. Yeah, right? these are pretty good. <laughs> it's really well done. These. The color's great. I mean, yeah. So uh, just the idea that like you could <laughs> like see this is what you're doing and then people are like yeah that fucking slaps actually <laughs> yeah, cool keep more yeah but you got more you got, yeah you got more a whole yeah. room of guys working on these or what's the deal yeah i i, I yeah it, it doesn't surprise me that maybe the japanese um take a little bit of offense to <laughs> I, I wonder why I wonder brian why. <laughs> hmm. so dropping uh two nuclear bombs on civilians in a war that was already over yeah i mean you know who hasn't it's just you know i thought trump i thought uh trump supporters were sore winners well now i guess they're sore losers but for a while for four years they were sore winners oh yeah yeah uh so speaking of barbenheimer yet another weird little uh thing popped up now i believe this is astroturf so i'm not going to give this very much oxygen but someone noticed that the new Saw movie, Saw 10, or as it's colloquially known, Saw X, is going to be releasing on the very same day as the Paw Patrol movie, leading to, of course, the portmanteau Saw Patrol. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, fake and gay, as they would say on 4chan, but <laughs> at the same time, I could I'm, not I'm get this. To, I'm trying to think what... What torture devices could be in a 10th Saw movie? I'm amazed that that guy's still alive, by the way. Oh, Tobin Bell? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's great. I think he's like the best part. His performance is typically yeah. the best part of those films. So in, in, uh, according to what I've read, I'm a student of the Saw films. This one is going to be very much like Saw 3, where they go back during the events of Saw 2. This is a different group of people that were uh, kidnapped uh, in, in relation to an an experimental surgery that he was trying to have in Mexico. That's the hook there as he's taking it out on the people who botched this surgery for whatever disease was killing him. I think it was just cancer, but um, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly what, what John Kramer was dying from, but I remember that, you know, yeah, he, there was, he blamed everyone for it. Well, didn't he like also, I, I can't remember. Didn't he also like kill this? Like when he did have the brain surgery, didn't he kill the surgeon or something like that? Yes. After the surgery was successful. <laughs> yeah. did a really good job. Yeah, that was in Saw 3. He had uh, Amanda kill her. But anyway, uh, that was amazing. I'm just trying to think <clears> of what like the, tor- I mean, like now that I know that it's, it's going 
back. So yeah, in time. yeah. John Kramer's alive. Uh, so, um, well, I mean, I just meant like the actor. I didn't. Oh, I, okay. I'm not you, kept up with the, the you, timeline. You were just. Well, the, I'm just like themeless. So like, I try not to come. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the internet said this game would make you come in 20 seconds. <laughs> Jelking for uh, Jel- uh, uh, j- <laughs> no, but the 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 Saw Patrol uh, memes. The, my favorite one is the the jaw trap from the first movie mm-hmm. on Chase from Paw Patrol. <laughs> and it's got the color grading. Oh, and- it's perfect. Whoever made this, I think it was the uh, Twitter user at ecto underscore fun. And my response was, of course, oh yeah, Chase was Hoffman's partner. But that's such a deep weird cut that like. Hoffman is this bad cop who shows up and he takes over when Jigsaw dies. It's a whole thing. But uh, <laughs> Chase, I, uh, I really, I think I tapped out somewhere around three or four. And you are probably right to do so because right around then is when things get really stupid. <laughs> like I, I, most people, I feel like would would say that it peaked at Saw Two. Saw Two was great. I, I, I will think Saw say, Two was great. I think yeah. I think the first Saw was really fun yeah it came out of nowhere i think is really what uh so yeah you, you get a good a pretty decent uh cadre of actors there you got uh you got carrie elwes and you got danny glover and, and you know so like okay good start good start the most recent one had uh chris rock in the lead and it was pretty interesting uh, really? that was jigsaw from uh, sorry spiral from the book of jigsaw i don't know but, so is he jigsaw oh is chris rock jigsaw no is no. he a victim? Is he, or is he doing? He's a cop chasing. Okay, he's very much the. Wow, these are some really like. <laughs> how do you? How does like this is one of those things where I'm glad. No, he's Jay subdued. Lo- he's very subdued in this role, so he's. It's very unusual to see him. Yeah. Wow, you white people just love killing each other. <laughs> Gosh, if we were a bunch of hacks writing for Jay Leno. We could really oh, make yeah, some hay all all day with that. But uh, that was good. But yeah, James Wan. I mean, he. Um, God, he's done fucking everything now. He's done a superhero flick. He's done tons of different horror films. But that was his big deal, you know, was starting with with Saw and like Glad he's still making weird movies and DC movies I will never watch. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather fall backwards into the tiger exhibit at the zoo than watch the fucking Aquaman movie. Okay. Um so Saw Patrol, that was the other bit there this is something another weird thing that is not cool euro dance music that i found on tiktok this is a completely ai generated channel called luminous tales i stumbled upon this on my for you page it is the most psychotic shit you will ever see most of them are about like i got jail time for this right but this one this one really got me it is it's uh and I posted about this a, a couple of days ago, but it's just, uh, yeah. Aubrey's heartbreaking story. I was raped by 100 gang members. <laughs> I've been gay ever since. Yeah. <clears throat> this is this is not the no loads refused no. combed up I was <clears throat> this is not expecting. The, their entire channel is like that. Yeah, I, I saw I saw a previous and it's like, it, it really feels like um, the melting brain of someone that only watches Fox News and reads like right. Daily Wire. It's not only that, but then it's like these AI-generated faces and voices and like... 
badly animated faces mm-hmm. and they're, they're trying to pass it off as a real story but they have i was gang raped by 100 gang members on there at least three different times <laughs> like it's this weird fucking like bizarre channel and it's you know and the thing that whoever's doing this like 20 years ago just would have been like doing really bad ms paint family guy porn yeah oh yeah like, yeah <laughs> technology was a mistake yeah pretty much well the last thing i wanted to present you with was a post that someone made public to Neil Gaiman. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you've kind of caught up with this. Good Omens, the book that he and Terry Pratchett wrote, was adapted to a television series. I heard, yeah. Season two just dropped. Now, since season one was pretty much the entirety of the book that existed, season two is all new territory. Stuff happens in the show that you might not be expecting if you've read the book. A fan was particularly annoyed or, I don't know, maybe even hurt by this and wrote him this post. Hi, Neil. Just a quick reminder, in case you've forgotten, TV shows are supposed to save us from hurtful reality. And season two had a genre hurt slash no comfort. I really hope season three, if it ever happens, will take away no S and transform them into yes S. I think that's supposed to be all no's and turn them into yeses, but that's really poorly spelled. I refuse to embrace cruel reality of the end of episode six. I even wrote a fix it on AO3. Your heartbroken, saddened, crying fan. Lots of love and respect, though, always. Helen. Um, so for those of you not in the know, hurt slash no comfort is a fan fiction tag on AO3. That's archive of our own. And this woman wrote a fix-it because she could not handle the fact that, you know, characters had consequences in a drama series. Okay, do that. You know, like, that's... People write fanfics for a lot of reasons. People do it for kicks. People do it because they want to jack off to it. People do it for a lot of reasons. But why the fuck are you telling Neil Gaiman about it? What is the point of that? Keep it to yourself. That's fine. Or, like, tell your friends, hey, you know, you didn't like the way season two ended. I wrote a fix-it on AO3. Here's the link. You don't have to fucking put Neil Gaiman on blast publicly yeah. for it. Christ almighty. Gosh. You know, people like that, I wonder how they, w- how they would react if they had actually watched Paper Girls and realized there wasn't going to be a second season. Right. Yeah. Uh, here's here's <laughs> someone. Fandom is a cancer. I hate nerds. Art does not cater to anyone's person's specific needs. Good art should rip your head off and shit down your throat. While I may not agree entirely with that, uh, not, not all art has to tear your head off and shit down your throat. Sometimes it's okay for art to do that. Yeah. That's I mean, what, that yeah. kind of goes back to what I was like saying about like Oppenheimer. Yeah. About like, just because you're shown something doesn't necessarily mean it's an endorsement. You have to think outside of your comfort, outside of your lived experience. Exactly. I don't know what Good Omens is about. Neil Gaiman's kind of hit or miss mm-hmm. with me. That's the one they wrote with uh, Terry Pratchett. It's about an angel and a demon, and they, they're trying to stop the apocalypse because they're best friends and they don't want the world to end because they like hanging out with each other. <laughs> okay. It's, it's kind of a that's, a... that's a. I actually kind of like that elevator pitch. All right. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it, it, if you haven't read the book, I recommend it because it's just... It's good fun. Both of them are kind of doing their Douglas Adams bit and kind of goofing uh, the whole book. And it's and they're great. Just, they're just riffing. Yeah. They're, yeah, it's great. It's two guys just trading lines back and forth and like, oh, okay, well, wouldn't it be funny if this happened? 
And then the other one goes, oh, yeah, and then I'm going to do it, it. You can really feel like the joy of the collaboration in that one in, in reading the book. And the first season really nails it. Uh, Amazon Prime has it for streaming if you're, uh, if you're okay. so inclined. I will. Uh, yeah, Tremartin Freeman and David Tennant as your, as your leads there. And then a, a couple of cameos there. John Hamm's in it. Uh, got, some good, got some good ones. Well, it is that time, though, Brian. It's time for the crypto scam of the week. You're listening to 48 Minutes of Dogs Barking, the podcast. And now it's time for the Crypto Scam of the Week. Ooh, we're doing a good one today. We are. I've been watching this one a little bit. So this one hit a little too close to home for me. This one is the the bald meme coin. (laughs) The bald token exploded with popularity for unknown reasons. I have no idea why. I'm still trying to figure out. And I'm... I like to think I'm a little bit more tuned into this stuff than you. I haven't really been paying attention because of life things happening, but I, I have seen this going on. And um, so sometimes when there's a new blockchain or a new layer two, which is um, what this was, this was Ethereum layer yeah, two. So okay. this is base. Okay. Um, sometimes like the first like meme coin that doesn't immediately rug or eat shit. Hmm. Like, we'll go on and have crazy runs. Mm. And this did. Hmm. There are people that bought $30 of bald and turned it into 150 k and now they have nothing. Because they <laughs> then bought a, another token that they thought was going to go... I can't remember what it was called, but there was another sister token that is, part of its contract was supposed to be like, I don't know, adding to the liquidity of bald with every transaction. <laughs> okay. So it was like a, yeah, so it was like a yeah. feeder coin almost. You know. Exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't really work when both collapse. And, um, but yeah, um, bald was kind of like I'm trying to think of what would be comparable to it recently, like Pepe. Okay. Where it was just like, yeah, there's so many people that like bought like five bucks and turned into life changing money. And the thing is, too, also with the base uh, layer that's, two. Uh, that's Coinbase's uh, layer two. Yes. Okay. On base, there's, at least at this moment, or at least at the moment of this happening, there was no way to bridge your funds out. So you can only bridge mm. in. Oh, and God. So, yeah, so even and, if but, you... <laughs> but, but, but there is, but like, so say if you were someone, because I haven't looked exactly in everything the base has going on, but if you're someone that had gotten, you fucking scratched, scratched the right loud ticket here <laughs> and you were smart and you cashed out instead of, you know, fucking now you've got 500 bucks instead of 150, um, 150,000, I should say. There was a Ethereum pair on there. So you could have put it on Ethereum, which would have been kind of a liquid on base. But when the bridge mm. opened, you could have, bridged it back over to the ethereum layer one but i don't think you know people are fucking greedy and stupid i think right. a lot of people probably fucking wreck themselves really fucking hard yeah it feels like there was a lot of yolos uh, getting getting thrown out there the the meme coin part of it is that bald itself is a reference to the fact that uh, brian armstrong ceo of coinbase is notoriously has no hair uh <laughs> CoinGecko, which is where this decrypt article got their information, they said basically today plunged in value 92%. The token originally exploded 3,000% in a day after launch. Um, the wallet went on to buy 
more ball to add some liquidity, sent a bizarre tweet seemingly tricking users to buy the token and then removed all the liquidity again. So yeah, the, the at bald base bald is the Twitter account there. And it's the post is just steady lads. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amazing. yeah, not great. Uh, so uh, according to Matt Aaron, project lead at Celio, which runs on-chain intrigue, which is a Telegram channel where they track this type of stuff, they told Decrypt that this situation was puzzling because the wallet moving the funds was a sophisticated whale holding large amounts of Coinbase's Ethereum liquid staking token. So it's, it's very odd. Yeah, um, there was some buzz, some rumblings that maybe that this was connected to Sam Bankman Freed and mm. Almeida. Okay. Um, I don't have anything to corroborate that. It's just some rumblings I had seen um, on social media. Huh. With a, with some tangential proof, but like, again, I haven't had the time to really look into it. I maybe have like 20, 30 minutes a day for Twitter at this moment. Well, yeah, life happens, man. Yeah. It's, but, it's but like, but I was intrigued. Like when I see stuff yeah. like this, it's like, okay, well, how did this happen? Right. Where is this going? It was especially, I think the total that they said that was, that was lost was around, what is it? 20, it was like 3000%. So it was like 20 something million, 20, 25.6 million in liquidity. Just gone. Amazing. Yeah. That's a classic rug pull. I know that it's, it's, it's nothing we haven't seen before, but it's still like, God damn. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the amount of crypto influencers that I saw being like, you know, Hey, like you're still early. It's only like, you know, um, well, I don't know what circulation is. So if, if right. it had $20 million, $25 million of liquidity, it could probably have been like 80 to a hundred million market cap. Oh, you know, okay, you know, this could go billions or you right. know, something like that. Yeah, it's going to moon or whatever, yeah. Yeah, well. So regarding the Sam Bankman Freed connection, Coindesk was reporting uh, it as a question, like an open question, like, oh, on-chain data shows the deployer contract has interacted with Alameda-linked wallets and was an active DeFi participant in the early days of Alameda. So there's like a a tenuous connection just based on all that stuff. So yeah, that's uh, uh, Sam Reynolds there at Coinbase. Yeah, so so it's the on-chain data suggests interactions between the meme coin bald's deployer contract and one of the wallets tagged by Nansen as belonging to Alameda Research. Data was cited by several blockchain sleuths on the social media platform formerly known as Twitter and later I validated mean, by Coindesk. You yeah, should so. just call it Twitter. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Um, so yes, that's uh, at Frank researcher did a lot of that stuff. You want to pull up his thread. It's, it's, it's good reading. It's, uh, he's saying with certainty that it is definitely someone related to Alameda. So that remains to be seen, but, uh, still a nice scam. If you can make it work, I guess. Yeah, I don't, <sighs> there's. Just all kinds of weird shit that goes on in crypto, and it all feels feels very um internet one like it feels very like nineties yeah. like yeah. before, almost like pre like AOL kind of internet in a way, and I think that's what kind of makes it interesting to me because you see just like weird, bizarre, chaotic shit that seems to happen sometimes without rhyme or reason. 
Yeah. Um, except it has some really deep and puzzling real world consequences. Yeah. Like I just keep thinking about like letter 409s or like Nigerian prince scams. Yeah. Like, that's all I can think of. Gullible people getting taken in by you know, charming grifters. And this yeah. is a lot of, you know, a lot of these, these uh, meme coins feel like the same kind of thing. We, and you know, and we haven't even talked about Richard Hart. What about Richard Hart? So Richard Hart is now being investigated formally by the SEC. Oh. Um, for, um, uh, in, in, the, in my own words, basically um, taking around a billion dollars in what was called sacrifice money for his Ethereum layer two uh, pulse chain. Okay. And taking the billion, some of that billion dollars that he got and spending it on his own damn self. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Richard Hart is a guy that has some interesting ideas about money and value he's also one of the most cringe motherfuckers mm. like timothy leary would have fucking hit him with a fucking bent piece of garden hose until he bled <laughs> from his ears um yeah yeah but uh richard hart's a guy that like would be posting on twitter after like because pulse chain took like i don't know like two years to eventually come out right and um in that time, after people had quote unquote sacrificed a um, billion dollars towards Pulse Chain, he would then be posting on social media of like, you know, him like twerking in a Prada um, <laughs> tracksuit in front of like three of the gaudiest custom color, like, you know, Mercedes AMGs, <laughs> yeah. you know, class. Yeah. This is a class E, like the one that's like the safari vehicle thing. Is that? I think that's e? the right one. God, yeah. you know, those are like one of the worst rated cars in the world. Oh yeah, for sure. It was like a Bugatti. They, they're, they're not even, not, not that great. Yeah. I, I at least say like a Bugatti, like says something, the, the, the AM, the class E says like, I, I, I don't know how money work. <laughs> I don't know what to do with money here. I'm well, it's gonna... someone who used to work for a business that catered to some of the rich in St. Louis. Every single person that rolled up in a class E was one of the dumbest motherfuckers <laughs> I ever met. <laughs> it's a tracks. Look, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people buy luxury SUVs thinking that you can like fit shit in there. No. So the SEC put out this press release. I just found this because you mentioned his name, and I started looking it up. And boy, this one caught me. Uh, so he was charged with fraud for misappropriating twelve million of offering proceedings to purchase luxury goods such as sports cars, watches, and a five hundred and fifty-five carat black diamond known as the Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> That like that that's the hook right there, buddy. Um, <laughs> the Enigma isn't that the that, bad that guy really in there? Tracks that yeah. really fucking tracks. Like, um, if you ever watch like one of his old live streams, he's always like wearing like the gaudiest like fucking Prada <laughs> or like Gucci, Ugh. like just the shit that's like, are you colorblind, man? Like, yeah. what's going on here, <laughs> yeah. bro? But he has a really interesting story and really weird. Opinion opinions that aren't necessarily the worst i'm not saying he is a good person no god but i'm saying as far as a person that that you could observe with a sense of intrigue you could do a lot worse fair Uh, i guess that's fair yeah yeah. like he is an interesting guy um on paper (laughs) i think he might well i actually like 
from like the human zoo quality, okay, I okay. think he's a legitimately interesting person. I do not know if I would want to sit next to him on an airplane. No, God, no, no, God. <laughs> he's not a guy I would want to have dinner with. No, because he probably he probably still wears fucking Pierre Cardin or some you shit. Know, like, you know, just, he probably he, he probably would buy dinner though. He would probably be one of those yeah. guys like as a flex, and you'd be like, yeah, well, I'm broke, so yeah, you Thanks. know, like yeah, all right, we're gonna have cool. we're gonna have uh, uh, fucking truffle shavings. <laughs> On these sliders here, <laughs> get that prepared by burger with the gold on the top. Yeah, I want I want shit gold. But yeah, I want to make my dookie sparkle. But uh, yeah, so fucking Richard Hart, <sighs> absurd know. human being. Absolutely, one of the most absurd human now now and possibly one of the most absurd criminals. Yeah, in, I love it in crypto, folks. We love to see it. We love to see it. Uh, <laughs> the SEC doing a bang up job, coming after. What I feel like are all the right people at this point. They're they've definitely got their targets set on some folks that they they may have earned some uh, some iron handcuffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I just know that I'm going to buy one of his track suits from the <laughs> SEC when they go up on auction. Oh yeah, yeah. That government auction is going to be well attended for I'm sure. Also, a slightly uh, melted subway sandwich looking motherfucker, <laughs> and will look just as embarrassing in in the in the the five thousand dollar product sweatsuit but it's okay it's, a- <laughs> it's okay we can we can go kill kid rocks midget <laughs> that's right brian our main topic of this week you brought this to my attention because i had honestly forgotten they existed this was a new grounds now uh new grounds was a, a website with games and is it comics still a website it is still a website okay well, you're scaring me here well it's like the, with the tom full the, the time yeah, yeah the tom full go work for meta no no uh he's still around tom Fulp is the creator the founder and sole owner of new grounds so his work at new grounds was you know uh flash you know um he had fda fuck that ass yeah, yeah that's right uh he created alien hominid if you yep. remember that that mm-hmm. that game it got that a game made me upset it's was a that? little hard <laughs> it's really, oh it's difficult yeah it's punishing he also created the game castle crashers which yep. is still still around people are still playing that there he was on four episodes of attack of the show um, back on on what was that G four was that Tech G four Tech TV. God, I miss Tech TV. Yeah, that was some good shit. So what we're talking about this week is a f- series of games created by Tom Fulp, again creator, sole owner of Newgrounds, that was about killing celebrities. It was called simply Assassin. <laughs> Boy, looking looking at that little. Uh... Screen grab there is really sending me back to like fucking slamming Mountain Dews at my dad's place. And <sighs> so under the artfully created assassin logo, the the phrase appears: "The dumber people think you are, the more surprised they'll be when you kill them." <laughs> That's a real uh, early aughts like uh, mm-hmm. uh, edge lord type of dealie right there. That's uh, <laughs> you're cool. Don't come to school tomorrow. Kind of vibe, right? Yeah, exactly. There, there's a. a God, the commissioner character, which is taken directly from an anime. It's taken from uh, You're Under Arrest. I don't know if you ever saw that anime. No. But uh, that's this commissioner character that gives you instructions. And this these ones weren't Flash. These were simply HTML. So it was like you, you coded a 
a image thing that you clicked on. You just you could click an image and have the image react. What the hell were you thinking? You know, hmm. <laughs> these these things are available on on the the web archive. Thankfully, courtesy of the Newgrounds fandom page, the Wiki Grounds, they've collected all these together. That's the only reason I have gone to a fandom page in the first place. Usually, I try to avoid them like the plague, but in this case, that's where you got to find all these. Ever since you got banned from New, No Mutants Allowed <laughs> for saying that Fallout 4 was good. Yeah, that's exactly right. But looking at this... No, it's, lo- uh, it's one of the worst games ever. Anyways, I know. Um, <laughs> But looking at this laundry list of uh, late 90s, early 2000s targets, oh boy, what do we got here? Oh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Rush Limbaugh, Bill Gates, the Olsen twins, Snoop and Tupac. Why? Tupac was already dead. Macaulay Culkin. But, but if, it, what if, this is, what if we live in the timeline where he's still alive in like France with uh, the dude from the doors? <laughs> I can only hope. Uh, Macaulay Culkin for some reason, although again, this was you know late 90s. Why, why would you still have beef with Macaulay Culkin? Barney, okay, all right, that that one kind of makes sense. Marshall Applewhite, we talked about him in the uh, <laughs> Wow, in the, yeah, the Heaven's Gate episode. Jenny McCarthy, who was just a minor TV star from being on a game show on MTV, um, right? Uh, it was like the dating, they're like dating game. Right. Spice Girls, okay, people, everybody hated the Spice Girls. Leonardo DiCaprio, Furbies, Bob Saget, Hanson, Saddam Hussein, two different versions of the Backstreet Boys. Pikachu, the hamster dance hamster. Okay, that one's justified. That, that, that one's one, justified. That one, if I remember, is just the hamster dance. And if you put hover your mouse over them and you click, like they blow in half. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of these are just that. Like so, <laughs> like the the Taco Bell dog. If you remember the uh, the nineties era Taco yeah. Bell commercials, you had the uh, 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 let's see here, Jigglypuff, Madonna. Some of these are like, why would you want to like? I get wanting to like put one through the head of like Hanson or like, <laughs> like John and Taylor Thomas. They were everywhere and they annoyed the shit out of you. Uh, insane clown posse. Well, come on. This is clearly not a juggalo here. And uh, the cast of survivor <laughs> classics and Kevin Federline, better known as K fed K fed. So can we still play these? Some of these you can K-Fed Dancing with Fire is still around. If you if you go to this page here and you can uh, you can beat up K-Fed with a bladed glove. Great. Yeah. Sick of Kevin Federline. For those of you who don't remember who Kevin Federline was, he was a dancer who Britney Spears married, and he decided he was going to have his own insanely bad music career with a song called Papa Zayao, which translated to boy ass. Because <laughs> he did not... I thought it was Papa... Pop how Zhao. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but yeah, it's it's spelled Pop how Zhao. But um, wonderful flash intro here. Some real good artwork, but yes. We're going to go ahead and play the K-Fed one for you. Here he is running. <laughs> wow, this is uh, much better than a lot of the other assassin. Yeah, this is probably one of the more recent ones. So there's, a, yeah, there's different different things you can you can move the mouse around and give them an uppercut or a certain hit. Like, there's a story mode to it. Brittany pulls up with K-Fed and drops him off at the club. Okay, here's... That's right. Fuck yeah. him up. Pump, punch him in the neck. Kill him. <laughs> Kill him. And you can... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem with Flash games. You get too excited and you accidentally copy the whole page. So, 
I mean, complete with health bars and uh, different mouse movements you could do. This one's actually really good. Kevin Federline, by the way, wearing a a hat that says dick. Mm -hmm. Uh, You also uh, can uh, kick the shit out of Britney Spears and her baby in this one. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. This is... And he hides behind Britney as you try to... uh, Fuck her up. Yeah. And if you if you hit her with the the left cross, the baby goes flying. <laughs> Just yeah, this this one has a charge attack thing where you can. I mean, it's absurd. I'm just sitting here clicking the mouse, and and <laughs> Kevin Federline is getting a giant swollen black eye. What a <laughs> what an odd thing. Like people react to celebrities in a lot of different ways, but Tom Folt took it to a degree where it was like this is almost. Didn't CNN do a piece on this? Oh, point? I'm I'm sure they did. <laughs> I'm sure Fox News did. Like, are your children at home killing Kid Rock's midget? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, they could be voting Democrat. Yeah. Let's see if I can find because I that, let's see here. Are we going to watch Assassin Kid Rock? Yeah, the Assassin Kid Rock. Uh, there's uh, Pico. Oh yeah, Pico was great. Those games are kind of. Last time I tried to play them, it was really tough because uh, Flash was running too quick. Back when Flash was still a thing. Yeah. Well, the, the, one of the Pico characters did star in a regrettable Flash game about a school shooting called Pico's School. Oh yes, I I played that a few times. I don't. You know what? I'll say that as a. Um, a time capsule is a very interesting bit of media. I'm not saying it's good. 1999. But yeah. you do start by killing the bear in the big blue house or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And then it becomes kind of like a dungeon crawler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently the character Pico does appear in a relatively newer game called Friday Night Funky. A, a riff on the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. But it is a rhythm game. So yes, regarding Pico's school, Tom Fulp, 21-year-old student from Pennsylvania, is running a personal website where he posts various Flash things, mostly gory interactive animations like Club of Seal, which had several entries, and the Assassin's series. Oh, that was ex- exceptional. Got a season assist from the BBC because of Teletubby Funland with a series featuring the Teletubbies doing drugs and having sex. <laughs> I do remember this. Yeah, so a lot of Newgrounds content was violent. A lot of it was <laughs> this is very crass. Crass. Yeah, I mean, there's vulgar. The amount of like anime games and weird like ROM hacks that you could play. And oh god, yeah, DDR ripoffs and like all these different, you know. And then yeah, there's some there's some gameplay from Alien Hominid, still probably a highlight of Tom Fulp's career. But just uh Assassin itself was just odd. Here is someone writing about it on Newgrounds as it stands today. It was the mid-90s, the dawn of the web. For the first time ever, the people had access to create and share media across the globe. I was in high school at the time and used the limited features of HTML to make games where you click on celebrities to make them die in all sorts of horrible and comical ways. This has to be Tom uh, posting about himself I'm guessing, there. yeah. Then Flash came along, originally made for interactive media versus outright games, not ab- even having support for variables. Clicking buttons to make animations play was one of the only things you could do. Shooting galleries were a natural outcome, since they require clicking things to make stuff happen. 
Celebrities and pop culture were an easy target because they represented the establishment and the web had lifted the barrier for the rest of us. Many of these games haven't aged well. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but they were a fun way to blow off Steam back then. Unfortunately, most of the early Assassin games were deleted in a 2012 site redesign and an old bunch of files have been cleared out. But this here is a list that Tom put together. K-Fed, uh, Dancing with Fire, which we've done. Go Away by Dustball. Chris Crocker in a blender. Chris Crocker, Jesus Christ. What a micro, micro niche celebrity uh, to, be, to be doing this here. Um, Kill Justin Beaver. Celebrity terrorist alert. Pepsi Girl Wheel of Death. Oh wow! I remember this. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, there was a there was an ad at Pepsi Ram with this cute girl in it, and people got mad for some reason. And so you just yeah you click a button and and a, a gun loads with a V eight juice that's gonna and you just shoot fruit yeah. at her. Yeah, that's. <laughs> And just hold, and then there's the watermelon, watermelon, and get in there, get in there, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a, it's absurd. It's an absurd game. <laughs> but the old HTML ones were even funnier because they were just like mission briefing. Hanson, yeah. uh, they have tormented us for long enough. It's time to end this. And so, you're you're given the <laughs> your weapon, the MF one eighty seven. Retardator. That's all I can. <laughs> God, I, the, the humor. Yeah, is just it's 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 aged like milk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so you go, you click into the Hanson game, choose your target. I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, Ike, Isaac, Isaac. Okay, click on Ike to fire an exploding an ERB into his head. Um. <laughs> and then the crudely drawn MS Paint bullet wound, crossed eyes, and drooling mouth. He seems smarter and more attractive, and it only gets better. Click on Ike to detonate the bullet. Yowza's what a mess. Again, poorly drawn MS Paint, uh, blood coming out of his mouth. 25 years ago, this was bleeding edge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh, cho choose your target. It's absolutely absurd, although the, the Rush Limbaugh one was pretty funny. Rush Limbaugh... There isn't a need to do a briefing on this guy. If you're here, you most likely want to kill him anyway. Your weapon, poison pastries. Rush loves to eat. His obsession with food shall be his downfall. Sadly, he was like 20 years early on that one, but... Uh, it is uh, disappointing. Let's feed that fat boy. All right, click on him. Oh, crap. There wasn't enough poison. Shoot him. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the cigar didn't work. All right, I'm just no, gonna. No. Here we go. It, the poison is dimming his senses. He doesn't feel pain. All right, let's get him. Uh, we're gonna throw him off this bridge. Okay, let's. Uh, here, and and then, oh, the water below is frozen. Dig a hole in the ice. Okay, all right. Click here. All right. This is taking forever. Gosh. Finally, and get on with our lives. This one got really carried away to the point of being stupid. If you thought this was nutty, just wait and see what I do for Snoop Dogg. And Tupac, which again, at this point, Tupac was already dead. So, <laughs> kind it's of a not weird that early internet. Yeah, yeah, kind of a weird choice to make. But all right, 
<laughs> so you poisoned and shot Tupac, not Tupac, uh, Rush Limbaugh. I didn't know such thing. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the FBI would like to speak with you. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, but, uh, t- gosh. Do you, what kind of, what kind of package do you think the, the Tupac hologram is working with? You think it's it's hanging? I don't think they programmed it. <laughs> you think they had to have? Uh, He's not fully functional. I don't hog think, physics. Yeah. No, that's, that's too many teraflops for, What's for going that. On Coachella, my nuts are too big. <laughs> What's going on, Coachella? He's riding his nuts like a beanbag. <laughs> oh no, hologram Tupac has sepsis. <laughs> <laughs> My 600 pound uh, balls. You know, Tupac. what happened to Hologram Tupac? Because, like, I'm thinking here, like, what if Hologram Tupac technology was like a Tamagotchi? Oh, and they forgot to feed, feed him. <laughs> you feed Hologram Tupac, like, little, oh, like, no. fish food. Oh, they forgot to feed him. <laughs> I forgot to feed Hologram Tupac. <laughs> and, and, like, and, like, how well you take your Hologram Tupac when he dies is how many, uh, posthumous records you can release oh man i would have got the high score on that one then <laughs> i've taken care of what a strange time because like like i said that list of celebrities that you know, like they wanted to do harm to is just like an annoying guy from a commercial yeah they, there was like three or four different ones what? not all of we, them were we've uh was the was the artificially inseminated the geico gecko with uh <laughs> asbestos well, like three of them was the guy from the Verizon commercial who oh, his whole line was, "Do you, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I don't know if anybody remembers how insepid and, and really painful those commercials were, but they were bad. But like, I'm going to sit here and program a whole game about wanting to blow his head off. Hey. I mean, that's what that is. I mean, Tom Fulp kind of really um, put it to a point there that <laughs> celebrity and mass culture was the establishment yeah. and the internet gave you a way to the give your middle finger to it. And obviously there's different ways of doing that. Yeah. I mean, I prefer this more over what, um, uh, fucking ad busters did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a little fair. bit more entertaining at very least. Yeah, for sure. So that, that's pretty much it for, for the assassin, Brian. Like I said, it's it's you can find some of them. You go to this fandom site. I'll put it in the the show description, and I'll I'll make sure you can can get links to it. Play some of them to your heart's content. I gotta say, the K Fed one probably the best one. Yeah, and it looks like it was the last one they did. So <laughs> yeah, which kind of makes sense. I mean, that was about the time when you know it's like, uh, yeah, am I still doing this? But uh, it's time for shock.jpg, Brian. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Shock.jpg. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, baby. What we got today, Chief? This one called That's Not Sexy.com. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Are you familiar with this one? Do you know this one? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm intrigued. Prepare your mind. The Crypt Keeper's mama is posting nudes online. What's, I'm so confused by what this is. It's a very old woman showing whole. The abstraction of the human body due to her advanced age makes it really hard to understand what is going on here. Yes. And I'm not going to get up and look any closer because I kind of already know this is a devil's chili situation. Oh, thanks. Thanks for all. <laughs> I had to. If I'm sitting here staring at it, you have to, too. That's, that's this- the deal. 
This looks like something you'd see at like Fright Night at like yeah. Six Flags. Yeah. Coming out of the barn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it does what it says on the box. Yeah. That's it's a it's a it's a it's a a very old woman's nudes. Yeah. Um looks like something from like the quarantine movies. Oh yeah. I haven't thought about those in a while. Yeah, the uh, but yeah, I'm thinking like uh, Crypt Keeper's mom. That's all I could think of. Because, I mean, for some reason, I guess anonymity, she kept her hair and her eyes covered. So like, hair is up in a little babushka thing, you know, a little, yeah. little head wrap, and then big sunglasses on, and shot with a real shitty camera, really high flash. She's pale as fuck. You really can't make out what's happening there at first glance. Ah, uh, yes. And then you go, oh, that's what that is. Well, that's what's going on here. Yeah, that's mildly upsetting. <laughs> kind of the I'm point. glad it's not pee-pee poo-poo. <sighs> yeah, well, see, I was going for something a little different. Uh, boy. Yeah, that's not sexy. I'm glad you didn't show this to Drew Toothpaste. It's time for your mom's favorite part of the show. It's time for the breath mint. Um, it's time for the breath mint, Brian. <laughs> Let's not wallow. Let's not wallow. Oh, well, they'll save the wallowing for uh, the double header. Exactly right. That, <laughs> that's exactly right. So, everyone's favorite part of the program, of course, yeah. the breath mint. I'm going to kick off this week because I found probably my new favorite show. It finished From. From's great. Uh, doesn't stick the landing on the season two ending, but Swear. what show ever does. However... And as much as you don't like Taika Waititi, I found yet another one of his shows, Reservation Dog. You know, I've heard good things about that from mm-hmm. people I respect, so I'd probably give it a shot at some point. Oh, it's a hoot. The, the, the first episode alone is really a nice hook. He got a group of kids, they're all on the res, and they're all uh, uh, stealing to get money to move out. They're going, you know, yeah. they're leaving home. Then one of them... You know, they have this whole big sequence where they steal a, a guy's truck and he's hauling chips and then they're selling chips in their front yard. And one of the guys starts to real get cold feet about the whole deal and say, you know what? You know, we shouldn't be just stealing from people. We should try to do things differently. And then the show kind of picks up from there. I'm really, it's a great premise. I love that almost every actor in the show, you know, is first people. I love that there's a lot of representation. There's even like the two, the twins. That are like mm-hmm. wanna be rappers. It's fucking great. <laughs> and there's all, you know, the wide diaspora of, of all the different um um people out there that are that are first people at all like the different cultures. Cultures. And- I mean, there's just so many yeah. funny bits that are just like the he gets hit by a paintball gun and he starts hallucinating like the very stereotypical uh, <laughs> Native American warrior. Riding up to him on a horse. <laughs> like something you'd see like on a table at a Mexican restaurant. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He starts seeing this and then he's like, no, man, I, I was in the battle of Little Bighorn, but uh, a fucking horse fell on me and I died right there. So, <laughs> I mean, it's shit like that. It's just, it's <laughs> it's just, throughout the show. Sounds like, sounds like someone's weirder older brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It really is. It, it's, but the show is like full of characters like that. So it's real. It's a hoot. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Quite okay. A bit. I, you know what? That's, uh, I'll give it a shot. 
he's hit or miss. Taika Waititi, man. Sometimes, sometimes he throws bangers out there. I mean, he created what we do in the shadows. I mean, what we do in the sh- I mean, I haven't kept up with it for a minute, but the first two or three seasons, um, I really liked. Right. So what I'm saying is that, like, you might not care for the pirate one, fine, but I think I think, I think what we do in the shadows is fantastic, and there's a couple other things that I like that he's done, but um, like I said, his hit or miss. Yeah. How about you, Brian? What you been up to? My girlfriend politely coerced me into watching Sweeney Todd a couple weekends ago. The Tim Burton Sweeney Todd? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good one. Uh, in a way, it feels very... It, I, I, I want to go back in time and see what the Hot Topic promotional tie-ins yeah. are. Yeah. Um, some of those songs are fun. The set design's really great. Um... There are lots of little bits of the production that I enjoy. Um, I do not know if it's greater than the sum of its parts. Mm, that's um, fair. I, th- I mean, the musical itself has a lot of flaws to begin with. So then you're the, some the the first probably two or three musical parts have some of the worst lyrics I've ever heard. That's what I'm saying like there's the- some theatrical music. There's some yeah, there's some real dogs in there, but. There's also some that are really fucking fun. Right. Um, it definitely has some amazing high points. It has some abysmal low points. And my girlfriend's going to get mad because this is one of her favorite movies. I has Alan Rickman in it. Yeah. But and, he's barely in it. But it's Alan Rickman. I know. Hey, any, you know. Any, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. Right. And um, Tim Burton's wife is is doing her Bellatrix Lestrange thing. Yeah. And it works for the most part, I think. I also had Sasha Baron Cohen show up. Sasha and Sasha Baron Cohen is fantastic. Again, barely in it, but you know, he gets maybe one part of one song. He gets one song and, but he's six to landing. I think. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, um, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, so like I said, the high points are very high. The low points are very low. Mm. Um, I think I hated like the first third, but by the the credits roll, I was like, you know what, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt when I saw it in the yeah. theater. Yeah, it was very very much like moment to moment. You're really not sure, but it comes together, and there's yeah, a pretty, it's a fairly satisfying film. It, it looks nice. It, you know, everyone in it is very attractive. You know, there's kind of that nice eye candy in a way. Sure, <laughs> with the exception of. Of the Helena Bottom Carter, whatever the hell they did to her teeth again. Like, I think she's just she's... British. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say fair. say this. So I the tie back to something I talked about a week or two ago, photographing yeah. the smile. Okay. And making jokes on Twitter about the smiling man. Uh uh shout out to a friend of the show, Ed Zitron. Um and I was like, I think I was like messaging with you like you know it would be funny if i got a photo of tom york smiling and of course you get him sticking his tongue out well i i did that's the one i published that's what oh. the world see a little bit of but um so i do have photos of tom york smiling hmm. but they're not the best angle yeah and his, he has incredibly british teeth and it's not flaring in in a way that I want to put out. Okay, fair enough. But I do have foes of of Tom York being the smiling man, and maybe one day... <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I, maybe privately I'll show you. Okay, I might share it with Ed. Yeah. Just just for shits and giggles. Sure. But, um, <laughs> but I'm not. It's not something I'm going to put like on like Facebook or Twitter. Or anything. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's not it's, a best it's, foot forward type of deal. Well, either, yeah. Right? And I'm not even sure if like Tom York himself would take offense to it. But like it's again. He's lived with those teeth his whole life. I'm sure, sure he knows what they and look like. And it's not like the worst teeth. It's just, again, certain people have right have good angles. And mm-hmm. there are probably many, many angles I photographed him from where I can see his teeth. They do not look particularly awful or offensive or gross or anything negative. Right. It's just in those couple shots, like, man, that's a British-ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is a motherfucker. It's a, that is a motherfucker that has had his, his fill of blood pudding in his lifetime. He's had enough spotted dick to last him a lifetime, which is actually really good, by the way, if you've never had it. Also, um, Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. like Johnny Depp kind of looking a little bit like Marilyn Manson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really like uh, for a number of reasons, particularly the person Marilyn Manson has become. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> and knowing that Johnny Depp is good friends with Marilyn Manson. Is- yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I did like the fact that, you know... Uh, in a musical, they're they're doing a lot of really excessive gore, almost to like a, almost to like a Dario Comical. Argento, yeah, almost like a, a Gaio film. Uh, yeah, kind no, of, it, kind of gore. Some of the, like I said, the high points are very high. Yeah, and the shit that sucks is tough. It's it's very, it's a little cringe. <clears throat> yes, chuggy. If you chuggy, yes. Um. Which I never thought I'd hear myself say unironically, yes. but here we are. Yeah, it's it. Some stuff hasn't aged well. I'm sure if I were someone that like cross, did like checkerboard um, shoelaces in my my chunky DCs mm. in 2007, um, and straightened my hair, I probably would have been over the moon. But I was busy being mad about the yeah yeah's not being a good band anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Oh man, um, it's Blitz is one of those records that really fucked with me when it came out. You know, as the years have gone by, I've kind of softened on it. I think. Oh it's, yeah, it's I mean, fine. like it's fine now, considering what the the next record was. It was a mosquito. Yeah, oh. and I don't have you ever, have you listened to the new record? Uh, when it first came out, and you were talking about it, yeah, but I've pretty much forgotten what it sounds like. So oh yeah, like that's. Like I'm still like playing um Scaring the Hose Volume One like at least a couple times a week. <laughs> a lot of the music I've talked about that folk like I haven't listened to Young the Giant in a second. Yeah. But like still listening to Melanie Martinez, still listening to Death Grip, still listening to the front bottoms, um, which I will talk about in a second. Oh yeah, very excited. Um and uh but like that I mean I they haven't played this market in like ten years, so um I'm not expecting them to um, I thought maybe the factory would pick them up, but like St. Louis is a weird market. Um, that was fuck. I don't know if I have anything else for the Breathman. Okay. Um, well, I do have one more thing. Go uh, for it, Chief. I, I finished Yakuza Like a Dragon. Huge game. Took forever to beat, but uh, I'm really glad I did. It was a really fun ride, and I'm really excited because they're bringing back uh, Ichiba, Ichiban whatever the fuck his first name is. <laughs> They're bringing back the same character from Yakuza Like a Dragon to a new one called uh, Yakuza Dragon, like Infinite Money or something, where he right. he washes up on the beach in Hawaii, which is just fucking perfect. Um, and I'm really glad they're taking the franchise new places, so that's kind of cool. 
And then I went and there was a buy one, get one somewhere. I think it was GameStop had a buy one, get one. And so I picked up uh, Live Alive, which is a Square Enix 2D HD remake of a Super Nintendo JRPG that never got released in the United States. I heard it's phenomenal. That is a hell of a ride. But I've only gotten just a little bit through that one. But what really caught me was Steel Rising. A little-known game company called Spiders. Never heard of these folks before. But they had this game where you play as a Victorian... Well, not Victorian. A French Revolution-era automaton as a robot. Right. And you are fighting... King Louis's other army of automatons. And it's right out of the Souls playbooks, right out of Bloodborne. There's, I mean, you look around and there's, but they also include, like, there's, there's several big bosses you beat. <clears throat> kind of like how in Dark Souls 2 they had the Lord Souls. Like, there were certain bosses that had, that were bigger than others. Right. So these are called Titans. And if you beat, Titan, you get a special ability, which in true Metroidvania style allows you to add a new traversal mechanic or open open areas you weren't able to access open, before. Open the doors, yeah, that have so, the the pancake on them. Essentially, yeah. I mean, this one it's it's a flirt de lis but it's the same. It's the same thing. Um, but yeah, so you and you can use those same abilities in combat. It's Way good. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, but I get the feeling that it is a short game because I'm only five or six hours in and I feel like I'm at the end game already. <laughs> I feel like once I get through the Bastille um, that it's going to be like, okay, now it's time to attack the king or whatever. And yeah, you know. So it's an alternate history. It's set in France. The characters speak a weird British accented French. But mm. it's, sorry, it's mostly English, but every once in a while they'll slip a French phrase in there just to remind you that you're in France. And then in parentheses, in the subtitles, it'll have the 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 the, uh, the translation of right. what you're saying. Oh, mon Dieu! Oh, my God! You know, <laughs> like yeah, I know, fucking mon Dieu! Come on, man, give me a hard one. But <laughs> so one section has you. Uh, clearing out a convent and, and getting all these these religious figures together so they can plan their next part. It does have actual historical figures. You meet and speak to Robespierre, so that's kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> and then some people that are that may not necessarily be exactly how they were in, in actual French history, but it's interesting because the game starts you off, you're just the bodyguard for Marie Antoinette, and then you, you escape Versailles and go on to, to find... Uh, the king and what's happening and you're kind of unearthing all this mystery it's kind of fun it has a lot of that uh, souls vibe you know uh, you die you lose your stuff and again a lot of these things are real familiar and there's going to be one or two bosses when you first start out that will you will have to beat your head against the wall because that's just how these things go yeah it's real stingy with healing items i will say that that Mm. is the one thing that really cheeses me off is that it's real stingy with healing items uh, and then any special abilities you have uses a, a uh, it's called alchemical something, pellets or something. And it's like, oh, great. Yet another thing I have to keep track of in the middle of combat with, you know, all these giant robots beating my ass. So it's fun, but it's also frustrating. It's a proper Souls game. Um, it does have that grimy, 
bloodborne feel to it. Um, all the other robots you fight are real clunky and they telegraph their moves really well. So it's real easy to read even when it's dark and they're kind of in shadow. So that's, it's a fun one. Um, I'm enjoying it, but I have a feeling like hey, it's going to be a short game. It's going to be one of those shorties. Um, all right. You think, uh, you think it's, you think it's ready to ready to wrap it up? Oh, I was, I was just looking ahead so I could be ready. Let's yeah. do it. Let's okay. fucking. I'm done. Fucking R.I.P. Tear Tot. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, that is uh, about that time of the show where we tell you where to find us on the old social medias. Brian, you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, if you want to harass me or tell me the kiss piss, um, <laughs> you can find me at ishogidboard. I s h o t g u i d b o r d d b d e b o r d. There you go. On Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky, which hey. I found out this morning my ex has already blocked me on. <laughs> Perfect. You don't have to interact with God, it. Yeah, you know. It's fine. That that was one of those weird things of like, I don't know why your current partner showed up and like my recommended for you feed. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder what my ex. Oh, wow. Oh, Ori, I've only made like 10 <laughs> skeets. It was like one of those things where like, Wow. Okay. I guess you do. <laughs> like, I don't have to under. I don't have to wonder no, now. It's like yeah. one of those things where it's like, well, I can finally, I can rest finally, easy. Yeah, yeah, I can finally get rid of this jacket. <laughs> yep. I'm never going. I'm never going to be this skinny again. Not, not happening. Uh, so oh. you, you can also find Brian's photography at um, assholemusicphotographer.com, and if you want to check out the foes with the words oh ooh, fancy you can mm. do both things you can have your eyes go up and down in all different directions and then from left to right ooh. and then you can read some very very tortured prose <laughs> from yours truly at amusicphotographer.com and you can always check out some of my stuff and stuff from some other folks in st louis who do very nice work over at uh the artsstl.com um and jason where can yes. they tell you uh where can they ask you what kind of sack you're working with <laughs> yeah shoot me a dm at video crime on most social medias that includes uh, twitter blue sky and various other places uh, with the exception of course of tiktok and instagram at there i am at laser goose ceo that's laser with an s you philistines laser does not have a z in it anyway uh you can find the show for eight minutes of dogs on twitter and various other social medias you can also give us a call 314-246-9 Seven six six. That's three one four. Ahoy, poo. You can also shoot us an email, Jason at foreignmissdogsbarking dot com. Brian with a Y at foreignmissdogsbarking dot com, and you can support the show Patreon dot com slash four eight minutes of dogs. Well, that about does for the program. We're going to leave you with a little bit of music from a band that I really like a whole lot called Sloth Rust. Yeah, song's called Surf Goth from their album Everyone Else. We will see you, as they say, on the flip-flop. Namaste. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye.